Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Here on this podcast, we discuss various topics like pop culture, news, politics, and more. I am the host of this podcast, and my name is Shakira. As you all know, I give the same intro every episode. If you are new here and you are not already subscribed, welcome. Go ahead and subscribe, and you can join our Carefree family by just subscribing. Thank you. And if you are not new here, if you are an avid listener, even if you listen every two months, every month, every two weeks, or every week. Thank you for tuning back in for a brand new episode. If you have not already left a review in the Apple Store or however you're listening to this podcast, I kindly ask that you leave us five stars. It will help us very much so. So thank you again for tuning in for another week, y'all. Oh, I forgot to say, we have brand new podcast episodes every Tuesday at 9 a.m. So you all know how this goes. We're going to hop into our carefree updates. And then we're going to have like a little chit chat on today's topic. But really quickly, before we get into today's topic, I did want to tell you all that the surprise that I said that I would have by the end of August is here. We have carefree merch now, and I am very, very excited. Um, I think it's so cute. It's so comfortable. Of course, I had to like sample everything to make sure that it was all good, that it was, you know, up to par for you all but it is here carefree merch has launched and if you don't follow the instagram page or the twitter page you wouldn't know that so you might want to follow those pages so you can stay up to date on what's going on but you can look at the merch and shop also with the description of this podcast the link is there but it is also um on instagram and you can search for the merch on there as well so check it out and okay now we're gonna hop into the break and then our topic of the day so first things first congratulations are in order to missy elliott because she is finally 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 receiving the michael jackson video vanguard award from mtv um that happened on august 12th they announced it that she is finally receiving it and i know growing up um mtv trl 106 and park were nothing without missy elliott videos they were everywhere they were so innovative i believe they were so ahead of their time in a way that we couldn't even conceptualize back then because even now when i look back i mean even now some of the videos don't even touch missy elliott's videos from the 90s and the early 2000s and that's crazy to me that she is just now getting that award but congratulations to her because she deserves it now secondly black panther has finally gotten the release date for their sequel we are all familiar with the black panther um it was written and directed by ryan coogler the first one so now the sequel is also going to be directed by ryan coogler which i am very happy about ryan coogler was also the writer and director of um uh i just blanked what is the name of that movie fruitvale station fruitvale station um and also creed with michael b jordan so 
that's amazing. I love Ryan Cooler. He is just, he seems so down to earth and I love his style as a director and a writer. So I'm excited about that. But the release date is May 6, 2022. And that sounds a long way away. Uh, I wish it was 2021 or next year, but I know how Marvel and Disney are. They want everything to be perfect. And I'm sure that the way they're going to write the story to overlap and intertwine with other stories in the Marvel universe you know it's gonna come out exactly when it needs to come out but I just can't help feeling like that's a long time from now but either way I'm excited now yesterday Barack and Michelle released their summer 2019 playlist further confirming like why we love them so much and how they are the coolest the coolest and the best to ever do it that we are ever gonna have probably in my lifetime as a first family of the United States and Lord if you're listening please come back well I know y'all can't come back but Lord I wish y'all could anyway um they released their summer 2019 playlist and the number one pick on the list is Too Good by Drake and Rihanna number two is I'll Be Around by The Spinners that is a throwback and number three is Mood Forever Beyonce, Jay-Z, Childish Gambino. I mean, if those top three don't get you going, you just need to see the rest of the list. Like, number six is Juice by Lizzo. Um, they have John Legend on here. They have Jill Scott. They have Ella May, Daniel Caesar, BJ the Chicago Kid, um, Sean Mendez. Like, I love Sean Mendez. I don't know about y'all. Robin Thicke, Lil Nas. Like, I can just imagine the Obamas in their house just with just dancing with the music going i wish i could be a fly on the wall or a guest at least or i'll cut the grass i don't know whatever it takes i would just like love to see them jamming out to these songs but if you want to see the complete playlist you can go to barack's instagram page because he listed the entire playlist there and that is all we have for our carefree updates for today oh before we finish carefree updates i did want to let y'all know about some new music jadena dropped a new album rhapsody missy elliott and jeezy all dropped new music this past week I have not had a chance to listen to all of it, but I have listened to Jadena's new album in its entirety straight through, and I will say that it is a body of work. There is a difference between um, an artist releasing just an album and then an artist releasing a body of work. This is, to me, a body of work, and I know some people say body of work, meaning all of the albums an artist has released, but when I say body of work... I mean, they put work into the album. It is cohesive. It makes sense. There is a concept behind it because nowadays, a lot of these albums are released with no concept, no thought, just a bunch of songs thrown, you know, in an order. But this is a great album, in my opinion. I love the Afro beats. I love the trap vibe of everything so if you get a chance to listen to 85 to africa and also listen to his interview on the breakfast club <clears throat> now in that interview on the breakfast club he talks about um where the album came about like the idea for the album came about so if you want to know more about that you can listen to that interview and also if you want to know how i feel about the colin kaepernick jay-z situation watch his breakfast club interview and that will give you my direct feelings 
on it right now like with the information that we have right now because I don't want to actually vocalize how I feel and then it ends up being something different but if you watch his breakfast club interview what he says is exactly how I feel about the whole thing now that is all for our carefree updates y'all listen to that new music we're gonna have a quick break and then we're gonna hop into our topic okay so for today's topic I am going to be completely honest I am hoping that my thoughts are not all over the place. I have bulleted out um, a few things that I want to make sure that I cover today. So hopefully I'm able to touch on every single thing I bulleted out. Um, We're going to try, but bear with me, y'all, because I have a lot of thoughts on today's topic because today's topic is, are you taking up space? So for those of you who don't know, on Spotify, they have different playlists, right? If you're familiar with Spotify, you know that Spotify has playlists that they curate. And I know earlier this year, um, I think I just was like stumbling through their podcast, not podcast, their playlist. And I saw that they do horoscope playlists. And with their horoscope playlist, they update them every month. And, you know... I'm an Aries. I was born in April and I subscribe to the Aries horoscope playlist. So every month they send you a notification when you open the Spotify app and they say, hey, your monthly horoscope is ready. Listen to your playlist like that. So um, the other day, I think maybe two days ago, which is what triggered today's topic. Um, Two days ago, I opened Spotify. I was listening to some music and then I got the notification like, hey, your August horoscope is ready. So I click on it. I like to read it because sometimes it's accurate and sometimes it's like, girl, what? But this month, I'm going to read it to you. It says, August celebrates your ability to take up space. All of us can be too much at times, but there are moments that call for a little more of us to come forth. This is one of them. August 6th through the 14th is especially auspicious pocket of days for you to push your creations out into the world, travel, publish your latest piece of joy, create whatever brings you and others joy. The skies are enthusiastically supportive of everything that you wish to bring into being, especially if it has to do with pleasure. Center it, seek joy, enjoy what you can when you can. And the very first sentence is what struck me because it says August celebrates your ability to take up space all of us can be too much at times and I saw the quote like the you know the phrase take up space and I was like what does that mean exactly because I've heard it used um you know on a few occasions like we should be taking up space are you taking up space but I never really thought about it So with that being said, I headed over to Google and I um, typed in what is taking up space and I found the freedictionary.com and the quote, you know, taking up space, take up space. They define it as literally to fill or occupy a certain amount of volume, often specified through the use of modifiers. But what I want you to think about is that first part where it says to fill or occupy a certain amount or volume. Because as people, you know, I've been thinking about this for a few days now. It hasn't been too much thought that I put into this. Uh, but 
while I have been thinking about it and what exactly it means to take up space, I thought about how sometimes as people, we can encounter different circumstances where other people or just situations have made us feel like we were too much or we needed to simmer down some or we felt like we were this and they thought we were that so we wanted to fit into other people's mold of who they say we are and I feel like this season of the podcast because almost every single episode we've had this season has in some way shape or form had to deal with getting away from people's thoughts of who we are and actually figuring out who we are at our core who you are as a person without other people interfering with that so with that being said I'm I feel like that's the reoccurring theme for this season just negating what other people feel and getting back to who we are because even last week's podcast episode was about that which is uh what was last week finding yourself equals remembering yourself yeah and even that episode and a few I mean quite a few episodes this season have dealt with that so maybe that is this season's theme if we have a theme anyway you know, I like to research some things. I like to read some articles, watch some videos. So I was reading some articles and I found two in particular that I want to share with you all. And the first one is by a woman. Her name is Martha Tassima. Um, Pronunciation check on her last name, but she is a black woman. Well, she appears to be black. I say that in her profile picture. But the title of her article is A Beginner's Guide to Taking Up Space. I'm going to read through this article with you all because um, as I read it, I'm going to share with you all like my spin on things and how I related things that she said back to my personal life. And maybe you can do the same while we go through this. All right. So she opens it like this. Don't be afraid to take up space. It's advice told time and time again, especially in moments where we're overwhelmed by everything and everyone and feeling particularly small or lost in the world. But what does that actually mean? How exactly does one take it on in the actual world? And what will it actually do for us in the long run? Shonda Rhimes, TV producer and extraordinaire and goes all around has answers. Rhymes taps into the concept of taking up space in everything she does and is part of her mission. She once said, plenty of people will decide that you can't do something. Plenty of people will decide that this room is not for you to be in. Your only job is for you to decide that every room you are in is a room that you belong in and to remain there. I always think that's the most important thing to feel like you belong in every room you're in. So the author, she continues and she says, every idea uttered in that quote is powerful, but there's one particular idea that sums up the idea of taking space, taking space pretty well. The fact that you decide that every room you are in is a room that you belong in. Like a lot of things in life, though, it takes confidence and an understanding of your power to walk into a room and know deep down that you belong. But it's something well worth working towards. The amount of space you take up in all aspects of your life has an impact on people's perceptions. But more importantly, it has an impact on how you feel on the inside and how you own your voice. And it starts with how you physically take up space and how you vocally take up space. 
Next section of her article, taking up physical space. She says, physically, making a stance can directly translate into how we feel on the inside. Research shows that taking up space with your body can influence the confidence and power you feel in real life. You might have heard of a concept called power posing. Social psychologist Amy Cuddy popularized the pose, the power pose, in a viral 2012 TED Talk. Wow, I was in high school. In the talk, based on her own research, she suggests that the way we stand can make us feel more powerful, specifically if we stand in a Wonder Woman-esque high power pose. So that's with your hands on your hips and your feet shoulder width apart. Cuddy's declarations were disputed, however, when other researchers tried duplicating the study. But in March this year, that was 2018, March of last year, Cuddy released a new study with even more evidence that your pose does impact your brain. Bottom line, how you physically take up space can affect how you feel and it is worth noticing. Now, the next part of her article um, is about taking up space with your words. And she says, you deserve to take up space with your voice too. A novelist, now I'm not even about to try to pronounce her name. I'm not even going to try because I'm going to embarrass myself. But she is um, an author that I've read some of her work. Actually, one of my classmates, Victoria, she let me borrow her book. Borrow, meaning I still have it. Um, and it is just a feminist manifesto that she let me borrow. But if you Google a feminist manifesto in 15 suggestions, that is the author that she's referring to in this article. Oh, also plug, if you would like to read it, you can subscribe to Audible for a 30-day free trial. Cancel at any time and you can use the link in the description of the podcast or the link in... um our Instagram bio. Anyway, back to the article. She explains in her speech, and the title of the speech is We Should All Be Feminists, that we teach girls to shrink themselves and to make themselves smaller. Now, if that sounds familiar, that is because Beyonce also used it um, in her flawless song. So she's speaking more abstractly about feminism, but that portion of the powerful quote is a perfect reminder to unlearn the habit of withholding our opinions, ideas, and thoughts. Taking up space means finding the strength to believe that your voice is valid. But again, it's not something that can happen overnight. It's a muscle that takes flexing and finessing. Taking up space can look different from person to person, but there are so many little things you can do to strengthen your voice and own space every single day. Here are a few ways you can start today. So these are her suggestions to take up space. Number one. As you brush your teeth, set the mood for the day by taking up physical space first. While you are brushing those pearly whites, try striking a power pose, shoulders back, hands on your hips, chest wide. Feel yourself physically go from taking up less space. So typically, you know, well, if you're like me, I stand, you know, in one space, I might move around and do other things while I'm brushing my teeth. But, you know, I may have one arm down to the side or one hand on the counter literally taking up less space so this is something that i am going to incorporate in my own routine because i am again working on taking up space and i'm going to get into that after i finish this after i finish telling y'all this so next she says in that meeting that you have at work or even for those in school when you have like class meetings or um group meetings and stuff like that 
before you head into the meeting, mentally give yourself permission to take up space. Remind yourself, your voice and ideas are just as important as anyone else's in that room. Try snagging a seat at the table and challenge yourself to speak up when a relevant thought or idea runs through your head. It can feel intimidating, but notice how everyone else speaking in the room is allowing themselves to take up space. You deserve to do the same. When you're at the doctor's office, as tough as it can feel, especially if you're dealing with a chronic illness, the doctor's office is one of the most important spaces to speak up and advocate for yourself. It's your right to be assertive during an appointment. Try starting appointments by sharing your goal for your time together. An example, I want to better understand where this pain is coming from and stating your symptoms as facts that aren't up for debate. Now, that is super important because we have heard so many nightmare stories of black and brown people going to the hospitals, going to the doctors, going to the emergency rooms, telling them how we feel and then getting turned away or sent home and then something worse happens later because they were sent home be your own advocate like and just like she said i love what she says state your symptoms as facts that are not up for debate because people will try to tell you listen people will try to tell you even doctors will try to tell you what you're telling them is hurting is not actually hurting you so no be put your foot down be your own advocate Next, she says, if you're on a date, even if you're flattered to be out with someone, remind yourself dating is a double opt in. That means it's not just about the person liking you, but you standing up for yourself and what you need to. If your date says something that doesn't mesh well with what you think or believe, whether it's about you or the things that you care about and value, try speaking up in a way that makes it clear where you stand. Yes, it may be awkward at first, but vocalizing your thoughts and feelings matter, especially when you're building a partnership. And she ends with, remember, taking up space doesn't happen in leaps, but in baby steps. There's no shame in practicing the small ways you can assert yourself in different situations. Slowly but surely, you'll start to truly believe that you belong in every room you walk in. Now, how is this relevant? Actually, I don't even have to explain to you how this is relevant. You get it because it was a great article. But what I wanted to share with you all, um, especially the example she gave, it was like just very spot on to me because in one of the examples, she says, you know, when you're in a meeting and this past week, I had a meeting for my sorority and we have been meeting every week to plan our annual scholarship banquet that happens during Christmas. And so while we were in the meeting, um, I'm trying to talk without like giving up too much. Um, anyway, we were in the meeting and I had a question, not really a question. See, I'm making myself take up less space by even saying that I didn't have a question. I had a statement that I wanted to make. So I whispered it to my Sarah that was sitting next to me just to make sure that I didn't sound crazy. Right. And even saying that, but I know I'm not the only person that would do that. Like, have you ever been in a meeting and you thought something like, oh, that doesn't make sense or we should do it this way. But maybe I shouldn't say that because I don't want to make the person that is giving the suggestion feel bad or I don't want them to think that I am trying to override what they're doing. And that's the thought that I was having. 
So I lean over to the Sarah next to me and I'm like, I think we should do this, this, this. And she was like, I think so too. Raise your hand and say it. So I'm like, no, maybe they'll, you know, come up. They'll think about that. And they weren't thinking about that. So I eased my hand up because she kept nudging me like, Shakira, say it. She's older. Okay, here is something that you should probably know. In my sorority chapter, I am the youngest. So um, most of the women I will say are from on average mid 40s to 60s. So that's the power dynamic that I'm dealing with, right? Which is why I was hesitant to give my opinion because they are so much older than me. But this Sarah, she's probably in her 50s or early 60s. And she was like, yeah, say it. Like, kept telling me. So I'm like easing my hand up, easing my hand up. But they kept talking. And someone on the other end of the table, she eventually saw my hand. But by that time, I was like, it's okay. And in that example, I was taking up less space instead of standing tall on what I felt. Because eventually, we ended up doubling back to what I was going to say in the first place. And someone else said it. And they were like, oh, yeah, we, we can do that. But in that moment, I didn't make enough space for myself. And I don't want you all to be in the same predicament. Like, I want you to be better than me. I want to be better than who I am right now. And then another example, when she talked about the doctor's office, Thursday, last Thursday, I went to an oral surgeon because I have to get four wisdom teeth taken out. Lord, pray for me, y'all. I am getting them taken out September 6th. So what I'm going to try to do is uh, pre-record the following week's episode early so that because I know I'm not going to be able to talk. So if we happen to miss an episode that week, y'all know why it's because I had surgery. Anywho, I was in the oral surgeon's office Thursday and, you know, he came in and I'm terrified of just doctor's offices in general. I I go regularly. Don't get me wrong. I go regularly, but it's always an uphill battle for me to go because I just hate doctors. I hate the doctor. I hate going to, um, you know, anything. The eye doctor, it doesn't matter. I just do not like going to the doctor. And then I feel so much better after I'm walking out because I'm like, Phew, I don't have to see y'all for another three months or six months. Anyway, I'm at the oral surgeon. Something that I had been putting off and putting off for like two years um, because I have to get all four removed at the same time. But I had a question about something. And even though I knew I had a question, you know, the oral surgeon was like, do you have any questions about anything? And I'm like, no, no one in the back of my head that I had a question. Right. So he's like, are you sure you have you don't have a question? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Knowing I had a question. So now tomorrow I'm going to have to call up there because I did not ask in that moment. But most importantly, what I want to double back to in her article is when she talks about belonging in a room and belonging in a space. And I'm going to read that quote from Shonda Rhimes again. And it says, plenty of people will decide that you can't do something. Plenty of people will decide that this room is not for you to be in. Your only job is for you to decide that every room you are in is a room that you belong in and to remain there. 
I always think that's the most important thing, to feel like you belong in every room that you are in. And that hit close to home because last week I had three interviews. <laughs> Y'all, I've been going through it this week. So I had um, three interviews. One was for a job, two were for internships. And before I had went to these interviews, of course, I had to submit applications in order to be called in for the interview. And when I had to submit the application, I redid my resume. Now, resumes have changed a lot since I last did one. Um, because when I was in college at FAMU, I had a friend um, and he redid my entire resume for me my senior, was it my senior year? Maybe it was my junior year. I don't know. And I hadn't redone that resume since then. Like I would update it with like new positions and stuff. But other than that, I hadn't touched it as far as like formatting. So I hit my friend up from graduate school, Jamie. Hey, Jamie, if you're listening. And I was like, hey, can you send me your resume so I can see like how the formatting needs to be? And I can just have like a guide as to how I should do this. So I used hers to just give me like a, a outline, something that I can see, a visual um, in redoing my own resume. So I redid it, submitted it a bunch of places because I'm trying to get an internship for the fall because I graduate this semester. And of course, you know, I finished the resume, submitted it. They emailed me or called me or whatever, like two days later and was like, come in for an interview. So after I got the email from, it was an email. After I got the email and she was like, can you come in for the interview? I'm like, yes, you know, I'm celebrating. Thank you, Lord. Then she emails me back. She's like, hey, sorry to bother you again. But while you're here, can I interview you for a video production internship as well? Cool. These are two separate internships. So I'm like, cool, bet, yeah. Now, I'm happy, right, in this moment. But I could not help but feel that imposter syndrome creep up on me and we have done a podcast episode on imposter syndrome if you have not heard it the title of it is um is it you're a fraud i believe it's you're a fraud so if you have not listened to it go ahead and listen to that after this and the imposter syndrome kicked in and i had to listen to my own podcast to remind myself you deserve to be here you deserve to be here but even when i walked in I'm going to be honest. Um, I did not see anyone that looked like me. And you can take that, you know, you can decode that yourself. And I automatically felt, oh man, I don't belong here. There's no space for me here. And I felt so bad. And it was nothing on behalf of the company. It was nothing on behalf of anyone who worked there. It was just internalized thoughts about myself and feeling like I didn't deserve to be there which goes hand in hand with not taking up enough space and not owning everything about yourself oh what I forgot to mention about the resume was when I finished doing it I was looking at it and I was like dang I am that girl like I have done so much and I mentioned to my mentioned it to my mom after I finished it and I was like mom I have done a lot and she was like yeah I tell you that all the time but sometimes it takes like just seeing it, seeing something like it's one thing to know you've done something, but it's another thing to actually see all of that stuff compiled on one paper, you know. Um, 
so yeah even after I finished the resume I was like wow like I've done a lot I am competent I am smart you know I am capable of doing all of these jobs that I'm applying to and all of these internships but I still could not help but feel like I did not deserve to be there so I said all of that to say that all of us myself included need to work on owning our space owning who we are owning what we've done owning what we are capable of and not letting those thoughts those negative thoughts and emotions imposter syndrome or anything else creep up on us and make us feel like we aren't deserving and also to make us feel like what we have to say is not valid or what we have to say is not going to be um of benefit to moving things forward or benefit to the conversation so i wanted to talk about this today because i want you all to do better at school at work in your family dynamics in your friendships whatever it is with taking up space and owning who you are as a person now with that being said that's pretty much all i had to say um about that article because that is just like the culmination of everything that i was feeling this past week because all of that happened last week to me um but i did find another article that i found particularly interesting and the title of it is do you take up as much space as you deserve and the author is lisa gardner now i'm going to read this to you all because it may be a benefit to someone who knows And she starts off with, you may not control all of the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. And that is a quote by Maya Angelou. Now she says, as a child, I got bombarded with the message that I was too much. Everywhere I turned, people said I was too loud, too smart, too heavy, too talkative, too impulsive, too intense, too happy, too forward, too silly. My too eager little self took those opinions as commandments, so I tried to fit the image of what others said I should be. Again, relation to our theme of this season's podcast. Um, All right, she says, I made myself smaller. It never worked. Our authentic selves forced their way to the surface no matter how much we repressed them, but I kept striving to be less than I was in both body and spirit. My energy got smaller. I felt less than. It took me until my 30s to realize the truth. I made myself smaller so others were more comfortable with me. Even though it made me uncomfortable with myself, I kept doing it. It was easier to be small. Even my handwriting got smaller. For months after a painful rejection, a tiny controlled print replaced my usual messy scribble. As my energy grew smaller, my physical body grew larger. A year ago, my petite frame peaked at nearly 210 pounds. I see now that my spirit, or what she calls her energy body, craved balance. To avoid being too much, I bit my tongue, repressed my impulses, tensed my muscles, and held my breath. I dampened my own spirit and it rebelled. My spirit wanted its due, so it forced my physical life to get bigger. I gained weight, I acquired possessions, I indulged in excessive behaviors, like putting a thumb over the end of a garden hose, my entire being forced its way out, powerfully fighting to occupy the space it wanted, and the space I denied it. A recent healthcare scare illuminated this imbalance for me. I left the hospital feeling vulnerable, raw, and lonely. For the first time in my life, I made myself feel that emptiness. I didn't have the strength not to. 
In the past, I would numb such feelings with food or alcohol so no one could accuse me of being too emotional. This time, I consciously, consciously chose to let the emptiness fill me instead of me trying to fill the emptiness. To my surprise, my energy body loved all that space. It stretched out and relaxed. Around the same time, I moved to a new apartment and started spending time with the man I liked. Suddenly, both internal and external factors motivated me to rein in on my excesses and focus on achieving the full potential of these new possibilities. I radically changed my emotions. Not emotions, actions. I intentionally let go of old thoughts and behaviors. They no longer served me. The result? I lost 50 pounds over the next three months. I'm convinced my physical body shrank because I allowed my energy body the space to grow. The more grounded I became, the less my energy body needed to rebel. When both the new home and the new romance fell short of my too high expectations, I almost retreated into old habits. Disappointments trigger my feelings of less than. But this time I broke the cycle. I accepted reality and welcomed my emptiness, any emptiness it contained. It's the most empowering thing I've ever done. I began asking these questions, and these are questions that you all can ask yourself as well. Number one, what are my excesses? Compulsive behaviors are the first sign that your spirit feels small and is trying to desperately get attention. Are you overeating, overworking, overspending? Are you overly concerned with appearances, overly critical of others? Do you sleep too much, drink too much, party too much? Where is your life out of control and out of balance? And when you answer those questions to yourself, that's where you can kind of realize like, okay, something's wrong here. And then you can start doing something about it. Her next question is, where is my chaos? I have struggled my entire life with clutter. What part of your life is disorganized and messy? Your home, your office, your car, your purse, finances, your relationships, your thinking. If something is a mess and the thought of organizing it overwhelms me, it's a sure sign that my energy body feels too small to accomplish the task. Therefore, I don't even try. Pretty soon, chaos overtakes my life. Number three. Wait, before we go to number three. Y'all, I cleaned my room today. <laughs> I cleaned my room and I rearranged it. Um, It was long overdue. And also when I read this point in her article, I was like, wow, that is so true. Because um, it's not like you are intending for your room to get to a point where you're like, okay, I can't clean this right now. But it just happens. Like, I know when I feel overwhelmed with something, my room gets like that. So today I just dedicate the time to clean it up. And I feel so much just, just my spirit can relax, like she says. Like, that's how I feel. So clean your spaces, y'all. Your spaces have such a big impact on things that you can get done and things that you cannot get done. And sometimes that's just the first step that you need to do is clean out your spaces. Number three, what am I feeling? If I live in one default emotion, it's usually masking something deeper, more unpleasant feelings I don't want to deal with. Like a giant X marking the spot, I have to identify what's at the surface before I can dig below it. Do you live in a constant state of worry, apathy, anger, confusion, fear? Do you cling to others and crave closeness or do you hide from others and crave distance? 
bingo that's Shakira because whenever I'm going through something um I tend to stray away from people and remove myself from certain relationships conversations I don't call my friends back I'm a terrible friend in that aspect um but that's the number one sign the sure sign that something is wrong below the surface um anyway going on do you try to analyze or control others but avoid turning that attention on yourself this is life in reactive mode where we spend our days rushing around missing deadlines putting out fires and bending to the will of others instead of proactively creating the life we want outside energies dictate our behavior our body feels too small to resist them so how do we help ourselves become bigger on the inside Anything that coordinates breath with movement unites body and energy. Most people know the popular methods such as yoga, Pilates, dance, martial arts, or athletics. For me, it was something called the Alexander Technique. Now again, this is the author talking right now. Um, And I'm just going to cut her article off here because the rest of it is about what exactly the Alexander Technique is. And that is something that you all can look up. You know, if it's something that piques your interest, there is a TED Talk on YouTube and the title of it is Change Your Life with the Alexander Technique. It's about 10 minutes. It's actually 9 minutes and 25 seconds. So if you want to watch that, you are free to do so. Um, I have not seen the whole thing yet, which is why I don't want to go too much in depth about that. And I honestly haven't tried it for myself. So if it's something that piques your interest again you can look that up for yourself and if you try it let me know because maybe that's something that I need to incorporate in my life so with all of that being said throughout this week I want you all to be more conscious and intentional with thinking about taking up space um I want you to think about taking up space when you're walking down the sidewalk I want you to think about taking up space when you're pumping gas when you're brushing your teeth before you go in a meeting before you go on an interview, before you go in the classroom, because some people are starting back school this week. Um, good luck with the semester. I want you to think about taking up space when you are on a date. I want you to think about taking up space when you're just in a coffee shop, in your car. Wherever you are, think about taking up space and remind yourself that you are entitled and deserving of your thoughts, of your words, everything that you have to say everything that you think is right you are entitled to that just as much as anyone else um and you are more than capable of anything that you set your mind to take up space y'all take up space and again i'm working on this too so we're working on it together i hope that this is helpful in some way shape or form and i want you all to stay black and carefree and remember oh Remember, we have merch. So if you want to buy any of those items for carefree merch, it's in the podcast description and also in the description on the Instagram page and Twitter. So we'll see you all next week in the next episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries. Bye, guys.